Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Melting Pot Podcast. Here, three friends discuss anything and everything seen on the screen, and they want you to join them. Jake brings the hot takes, Richard brings the everyman perspective, and Austin brings his dog. And now, the host of the Movie Melting Pot, Jake, Richard, and Austin. We're back again. It's been another two weeks. Yeah. Richard, you were on for the the last episode. Yeah, right? I was. I, th- I think so. Because yeah. we did Passion of the Christ was the last one, right? Yeah, with, with Django. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did a little uh, a little talk about Django at the end or something. Yeah. And so you might have thought after after we took a little break there and we came back, that we'd be coming back for every every weekly epi- episodes now, and uh, you would be wrong. You would be wrong, and I'll tell you why. You guys might not know this because you guys might not know me, but uh, I got I had big life things happen. I uh, I have a kid now. I'm now a father. That happened the last two weeks. Yeah, he's about a he's about a week and a half old. He's great. Love him. All typical dad parent stuff. I can tell how much you love your your newborn son based on the way that you talk about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's great. We were supposed to do Braveheart and then she went into labor that weekend. Yeah. Well, we were going to do it that week. Yeah. And then Monday... It was good. She got the news that she had to be induced that right. weekend. Yeah, I forget the exact time. And so, of it, yeah, yeah, and so then we spent all that week preparing, and then came Friday. We went in Friday morning, and she since she was induced, it takes longer, and so. She was technically in labor for, I don't know, some the, I mean, if I were to guess a solid, yeah, maybe a solid 30 hours, uh, but only, only like f- four hours of it were like actually like kind of painful for her. And then the, some of it was like really painful. Hmm. Yeah, I've not been through that, so I'm, and then, I know nothing about this. Yeah. In other adult news, yeah. uh, I'm a proud owner of a new washer and dryer, so, you know. Yeah, pretty much the yeah, same we're, thing. We're not all uh, starting families, but some of us are making steps towards adulthood, slowly but surely. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm, j- I'm just proud you spent that money on something you'll use and not... A Mustang on Facebook Marketplace. Well, why would I do that? I already did. I've already gotten yeah. one, so, you know, no point in having two of them. Are you, are you, are you driving it yet? Yeah, I got it back from the shop. Um, so, it was having problems. And I guess, I, mean, yeah, I guess was. the mechanic was right. Uh, they told me that the place that I initially got the part from possibly just got like a bad batch so 
they told me to go and get a part the the same part from a different place and so far that's fixed it so more adult things but still not changing diapers or <coughs> feeding a baby so yeah well i'm not feeding him yet either that's true hannah's still feeding him <laughs> i hope you're not feeding the baby yet but i am i would i would say i'm changing a majority, not even like a large majority, but a majority of the diapers. And it's good right now because it doesn't smell. Yeah. Actually. But like, it will smell at some point and we'll see how that goes. Hmm. Well, at this point, we should probably talk about the movie. I don't know, man. We This is our first time catching up. I wish Austin was here because then Austin could could hear about my, my child. I don't think Austin maybe he's even seen him yet. I don't think he's friends with Hannah on Facebook. I don't know. So. I could check, but I'll. I also don't know. And uh, talking about Facebook, call me Paul Blart because have you guys seen our Facebook? Go check out the Movie Melting Pot Facebook. I don't know what's going on over there anymore if Austin's still doing stuff. I hope that he is, but he's a busy guy. He texted... When I texted and said we could record on Wednesday night, he was like, yeah, I could maybe do Wednesday night. And then he just hasn't responded all day. So, who knows? Maybe maybe even during the middle of this, he'll, he'll hop on or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I think the main issue is, like, we're heading into the summer, and he does a lot of youth ministry and camp ministry and stuff. And so, some like, heading the, the time right before summer, you know, like, April into early May makes it a very difficult, stressful planning time because it's like it's crunch time right before all the campers start showing up for the summer. Yeah, which yeah, which we knew, we know. Yeah, but uh, remember everyone, as always, leave a rating and a review. We do have some more ratings, but no new reviews to talk about. So thank you, everyone, for continuing to download. We got a bunch of downloads the other day. Someone went through and downloaded all of our episodes. That's what I'm so thank about. you to whoever that is. Hopefully you, you do the same with this one, because it's a good podcast. And I'll say it to make myself believe it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what were you going to say? Or were you just going to say that? I mean, just that. I don't know what you were. Oh, I thought you were about to be like. And I'm just going to say it and like to make it true to myself. And I thought you were about to be like, we're just as good as the Joe Rogan experience or something. But you didn't, so. No. I mean, we are, but. Yeah. We don't have as, anyway. as good of guests on here, though. But, you know. Yeah. We can't. Wow. We can't all get a list. Don't tell just. Don't tell Justin that you said he's not a, as good of a guest as Tom Segura. Justin isn't. <laughs> <laughs> when I I will admit when Justin becomes a uh, an a list celebrity, I will retract my statement. But until that Dude, day comes, a, it, I'm not too worried about it. He's an A-list celebrity in my book because he finally gave us our security deposit back. So That's what I'm talking about. I still haven't gotten mine. That's, <laughs> God, poor guy. It's okay. But 
Maybe you just trashed your place living like a bachelor. No. It was used a while back. It was awkward because they used it for some of the master's students that were coming in for for class. And uh, all of the women who were coming on campus stayed in my old apartment. And they said that it smelled like cologne. And they... (laughs) So they had to get like air fresheners. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Imagine that. I don't know who could have told you ever that you wear too much cologne. I know. I get it once or twice. I'm sure you could probably smell me from Ohio. Because that's yeah, dude, just I, sm- that I got that works. super sniffer. You do. Which is surprising that dude, you can't I- smell your, your baby's uh, diapers yet. But, you know. Maybe you're just lucky. No, it's not. It's not that. It's not that I can't smell them. It's just that they don't really smell. Like he's just, li- dude. Literally, only drinks breast milk. Like it doesn't come out that stinky. Like he's not out here eating asparagus tips and I don't know beans. I guess, man. I don't know because I've, you know, I, I've not had that in, you know, twenty. 23 years, 24, yeah. something like that. So <laughs> you'll, you'll have it someday. Uh, Dude, I'm, I'm proud of myself, though. I, I, I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. The birth? I, The whole process, yeah. Good for you. Like, like I'm, I can't even... I didn't even watch Hannah get her IV put in, because that creeps me out. But, like... Like, especially if she had gotten a C-section. Oh, no way. <laughs> Dude, I, I've heard... They were tell, they Like, Hannah has some cousins who are, like, nurses. I think one's trying to become, like, a nurse practitioner. And they were talking about how, like, with C-sections, they literally, like, cut you open and, like, stuff just starts falling out. And so they have to take some organs and just, like, set it on the table beside you, like, pulling out intestines and crap. Yeah. Dude, I... I don't know if I could do it. I definitely... I might pass out. I, I, I don't think I could. But I watched the whole birth thing and, like, wasn't even... I didn't even think twice. Jeez. Like, it was just... It was natural. Just, like, it was to watch it. Good for you, man. So... Way to be an adult. I know. Uh, comparatively, I watched the people install my uh, washer and dryer. So it's virtually the same thing. <laughs> Technically, yeah. they didn't even install it. Stinking the the stupid little fitting for the for the vent, the dryer vent didn't fit the the outlet that my apartment has. So I had to go out and buy an extra part so that I could. Dude, I'm I got that thing duct taped like you would not believe. Did you have to go to Rolla and yes to like Walmart or something? Yeah, I had to go to Lowe's down in Rolla, so I had to drive thirty minutes. Lowe's. Because they told me, oh, yeah, just go to Lowe's, uh, you know, get the part, and they'll have it. So I went there, and I was like, I need this. And they are like, yeah, we don't have those, but we have one that <laughs> – I needed – so I needed something that changed it from four and a half inches in diameter to four inches in diameter. And they only had five. They had a five-inch <laughs> to a four-inch. And so I was like – all right, we're done. We're so you take the four and a half to the five? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's all I could do, man. You just got to tape it on and make it work. And I at least use foil tape. So I use the stuff that's actually meant for venting. But, you know, 
it is. You didn't of, use scotch tape? No, the people before me used duct tape, though. But they, they looked at it and they are like, yeah, for liabilities, we can't do this. And I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. All right. Now we can start talking about Braveheart. And we're going to be talking about uh, the movie after Braveheart. We should just start announcing movies two weeks in a row. Because who knows when we'll I know. get around. Because I've got another big life thing coming up probably next week. I'm, we're finally going to be moving. Oh. Yeah. So next time we record, it'll probably be... Oh, no, it won't probably be. Because uh, I'll talk to you about that. But it'll probably be in the new place. Nice. So, uh, Braveheart. I think everyone's seen it. Everyone knows they can take our lands, but they'll never take our freedom. Um... I hadn't seen it until watching it for the podcast. I did know that part though, but I knew yeah. it because I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but there's a movie called The A Team, which was like a a remake from mm-hmm. the the TV show. And one of the people quotes that in The A Team, and I loved that movie growing up as a kid. Growing up, dude, that came out in like twenty. 20- 10 you weren't a kid okay i wasn't a kid but i was not 24 actually let me let me look at that if it was let like, me look it up it might have been was, like i think it was 2011 maybe older because i remember watching it yeah it's a 2010 2010 so i was i wasn't a kid yeah. but i was in that year i was probably either in like seventh or eighth grade so it's not like i was yeah old but my my dad loved the movie because he loved the TV show back when it was still on air. And so me and him would watch it. Not a bad movie. Not great, but not bad. I'm looking through the cast here. There's a good cast. There is. You would have expected it to be a better movie. To be crappy. Yeah. But enough about the A-Team. Braveheart, good. I okay. I thought it was good. Um, I remember it being a lot better than I I found it. In fact, now that I rewatched Braveheart, there's a movie. You remember the the character Robert the Bruce, right? Right. There's a movie on Netflix called Outlaw King about Robert the Bruce. It has uh, Chris Pine as Robert the Bruce. Oh, I've seen that. And I'm not like I haven't watched the movie, but like I've seen it on Netflix. Yeah, and so apparently, also I I read this in the the facts that pop up on Prime. Apparently, this was like a bit of a contentious movie in Scotland because the Scots like revere Robert the Bruce as like a hero, and this movie portrays him as like this sort almost like, like this coward who sold yeah who sold his countrymen out. Which, you know, couldn't just not be the thing, like not be the case. But uh, it's like, I remember loving this movie. And then I rewatch it. It's like, I like the movie. But Outlaw King might be just as good, if not better. Like, I don't know. I've not seen it, so I might need to to watch that just so I can understand more what you're talking about. I watched it a couple years ago. I think we, I think I watched it while we were still roommates. Oh, okay. 
That was a while back. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to check it out. Honestly, for me, I I like the movie. Um, of course, you know, it's my first time seeing it, so maybe it's just because it was fresh. But I, I'd say, not that I'm super experienced in Mel Gibson movies, but it's got to be one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies. Yeah. That he, he I'm pretty sure in. he... Yeah. I'm pretty sure he he might have gotten nominated for like a best director for this. I wouldn't be surprised. I know I know I think he won for Passion of the Christ and Heartbreak Ridge, which is crazy cuz those are both movie like Christian movies, quote unquote. I mean, Heartbreak Ridge is not really a Christian movie if you've ever seen it. I've not seen it, but I know what, like, Andrew Garfield plays some guy who's like a, I don't know, he's like a military chaplain. Maybe not a chaplain, he's like a soldier who's like no. opposed to killing somebody. I don't know. Yeah. He want, he just wants to be a medic, but medics still have to carry rifles. Mm-hmm. But he refuses to even, like, touch a rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, like, and, runs around praying for people and or so something. It's, no, he runs around saving people's lives. Uh, tomato, tomato. Like I would, dude. You gotta watch it. It's actually like incredibly inspiring and heartwarming. Like you gotta watch it. I've been meaning to, because it was a movie. I'm not mistaken. I think my dad was really interested in watching it, and we just never got around to it. But yeah, you you. I think you might like it, but I probably would. I I like war movies. Yeah. And it's a war movie. There's plenty of war action. Vince Vaughn is in it. Yeah, Mel Gibson has another war movie called "We." Uh, what was it? We We Were Soldiers or something like that. We Were Soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I watched that in high school because my it's based on a book, and my uh, teacher, my English teacher, my freshman year was actually a Vietnam veteran, mm-hmm. and he's he's like really small. He was he was maybe like five two on a like with platform shoes on and they i don't even remember what they called him like a groundhog maybe but like (laughs) the Viet Cong would hide in like holes tunnels under the ground and they were small people and so they'd have the small people literally get down with like grenades and dynamite and guns and stuff and crawl into these holes jeez after the Viet like and he was one of those people and he made it out. Yeah. But just stuff like that really, really interested in him. And we watched We Were Soldiers. And yeah. It was it was good. I don't think it's one of my favorite ones of his. No, but. it's not my favorite. Um, Patriot, the, the Patriot's pretty good. But I still don't think it's as good as Braveheart. I still think I like yeah. Braveheart more. I think it's got to be, I, I'm pretty sure it's my favorite Mel Gibson movie that I've seen. Do you think Braveheart's your favorite Mel Gibson movie? I think so. All right. The close, I mean, the close competition would be Daddy's Home Two, <laughs> but we're not. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say watch Heartbreak Ridge and then make up your mind. I'd probably say Heartbreak Ridge is better. That's true. But... I haven't seen it, and so you know, like I said, with with my limited experience of Mel Gibson movies, I think Braveheart's probably my favorite. 
And is is Mel Gibson so did, in the the war movie? The what is it? Is it Heartbreak Hacksaw? No, he Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Heartbreak Ridge is the one with Clint Eastwood. Okay, so Hacksaw Ridge. Is he in it, or did he just direct it? I think he just directed it. Well, and obviously, as director, he would have worked on the screenplay. Well, that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, as far as movies that he's acted in, I'd say Braveheart's yeah. my favorite. But, yeah, Braveheart is a good movie. But, I don't know. They really set up this thing with Marin for like a half hour because this is a three hour long movie it is and this and this is one of my things that like really annoys me is that like it becomes about Marin and you respect him for going after them because of Marin and then the last two and a half hours of the movie they don't talk about her again and his like motivation becomes you know revenge on the people who betrayed him and revenge on the king right and all this stuff and then at the very end here she comes again he sees her walking in the crowd as he's like dying and also while we're talking about the end what a wimpy way to go because the like on on behalf of the executioner because he was like we're gonna torture you for years and then every, he, they'd string him up for 10 seconds okay, and pull that's him back fair. down. I thought you meant, like, what a wimpy way to go on his part. Like, yeah, no. he should have been more of a man yeah. and taken more punishment. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> no. man. Being stretched and, like, crucified and, you know, tortured. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know quite a few people who have uh, died in, in wimpier ways. But, okay, I don't know him personally, yeah, but-, but I'm familiar with stories. But yeah, so they pulled him a couple times and it hurt. And then he was just like, yeah, this dude's not going to talk. Let's cut his head off. And it's like, that's that's it? Like, yeah. That's what you're going to do. You said years. We got minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, like the, the cast is great. Brandon Gleason, great. I don't know anyone else who, <laughs> besides Brandon Gleason and Mel Gibson, dude. Basically, the guy who played Robert the Bruce. They like. Tell, tell me this isn't. Just tell me this isn't the most Scottish name you've ever heard. Is the guy who played Robert the Bruce? The actor's name is like Angus McFadden. That's pretty Scottish. <laughs> That's pretty Scottish, bro. Is he is he actually Scottish? Because my only other guess would be Irish. I mean, I would I would presume, but with presume Angus, so. I would assume Scottish. I'll look it up. Yeah, I presume, but I mean, Angus Young is Australian, so right. But this isn't Young. This is Mick something. No, he's he's British. Oh, wow, we were both wrong. Well, you know what? It counts. (laughs) But, I don't know. This movie, I I think this movie came out first, but basically, what I was thinking as as, as I watched it, it's like they took the cast of Troy and was like, congratulations, now you all get to be (laughs) Scottish. 
But technically, it would have been the other way around because I think Troy came out later. Yeah. Because, like... This came out in, like, 95. Yeah, and Troy, I think, was, like, 2002 or something. But, uh... He was in an episode of Psych? The guy who played... The guy who played Menelaus and Agamemnon were both in it. And I think there were a couple of others that were in it as well. I was waiting for uh, Brad Pitt to come riding in a riding in on a horse to save the day, but he didn't. So that was a bummer. But yeah, go watch Outlocking because it's a. I would say it's a good follow up to this. It starts with kind of that idea of like. William Wallace has just died and the people are still very, you know, anti-British government. Naturally. And he's like, he's like, now's the time, you know, while we have this popular support still that we've got to have another leader rise up. And it's about him rising up and taking, taking the reins. Cool. I'll have to check it out. But, all right. I would give Braveheart a solid eight pots. It's not spectacular, but I mean, there's plenty of blood. This movie is another one of my favorite things. It has like some of my favorite things in it. Like one of my favorite things in watching war movies is to watch how pitiful the extras are in the background. (laughs) I just like see people like kind of piddling around. You know, half-heartedly hitting their swords together. This this movie has tons of that, bro. I I love it for but, I mean, just like that kind of stuff. It kind of has to, right? Because it's like you got a three-hour-long movie, yeah. and there's only so much that extras can do where they're actually doing something. So you're just kind of like, all right, we need you guys all to be a giant army and start messing around or something start acting upset <laughs> and they were like uh, well I'm not a professional at this I'm just gonna smack my sword on my shield and they're like that's fine yeah do what you want but those people are the reason Peter Jackson tra- like traded you know mostly real crowds for CGI ones in The Hobbit Yeah, because then you don't end up with all the awkwardness of having people who yeah. don't know what they're doing. But, you can literally I mean, to program fair, them to do what, what they're supposed to. To be fair, though, like, The Lord of the Rings is pretty flawless in that, like, there's not really that much awkwardness. Yeah. It's a very well done franchise. From what I heard, I think it's not, like, not to get off. I think it's the most successful, like, trilogy or something. I think that came across like my Facebook or something that it was like it's considered like the most successful trilogy. Yeah, I don't know how they define success, but I I would believe it. I would believe it. Not to get too off topic, but I mean this is this is kind of sad. But the the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is like one of those soundtracks that at certain times when I hear certain songs, I get really emotional. 
Wow. And there's a commercial. Oh, geez. An AT&T commercial about getting better internet. And they use, like, this this fan panel. It's like a fake fan panel. And this, there's this one super fan. And he puts on... I don't know. It's kind of dumb. Because no self-respecting fan would ever do this. But he puts on, like, his elf ears. But he dresses as, like, a hobbit. No continuity, but... Did you cry? Yeah, he, uh, he get no. I'm I'm not no. I haven't cried, but he wants to talk to Elijah Wood because Elijah Wood is like the guest, the host of this panel, but he can't do it because his internet is bad and it cuts out, and it's embarrassing, and he doesn't get to talk to Elijah Wood. And at the end, they start playing the Shire theme. That's my favorite one. I can sleep to that really oh. easily. And it's this it's this dumb bad commercial. And the Shire, that Shire theme pops up. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I get it, like, it makes me emotional because I think about like the whole story and the yeah. great characters. And I'm like, it's so good. You need help. I do need help. But on the real, if you play that with like rain, like the sound of rain in the background, I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm out like <clears throat> Like a light, out like a light. Is that is that a song? I don't, I don't know. I think that's a Drake. I think that's Drake. I don't really listen to him a whole lot. Yeah, you're an you're an NF guy. I'm I'm a everything guy. I listen to all kinds of stuff. That's a lie. That's a lie. But anyway, I mean, I don't listen to like classical wanna- music, but. No, there's other stuff you don't listen to. Like, oh, like Screamo? Like the stuff that you listen to? No. No. Then what are you talking about? Like Drake. I'll listen to some. (laughs) So it counts. Anyway, back to the opposite end (laughs) of Mel Gibson's career. Mad Max. We both came to the agreement that this movie sucked. Yeah. But it's interesting that you say that, though, because you said to the opposite end of Mel Gibson's career. But yeah. actually, that's the thing. This is the movie that, like, made him blow up and became... Launched his career. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, on one hand, we find it really terrible. But on another hand, everybody in the 80s thought that this is what 1985 was going to look like. <laughs> Dude, this film was from the seventies. This might it, it might have been seventy nine. It was seventy nine. I, like I think it was seventy nine, but it like came out in nineteen eighty or something when I was googling it and doing research. I think it premiered in eighty or something. But yeah, I think it. Yeah, it, man, this is nineteen seventy nine. But it was interesting to me because it's like I was sitting here watching this, and they're like five years in the future and i'm like really this is what you think five years in the future is gonna look like like economic decline barren wasteland and it's like it's only five years it's not (laughs) it's not like it was a hundred years or 50 years it's like half a decade in the future and it's like Everything, the, the world as we know it is 
it's coming to an end. Except that it's really not because everybody still has everything that they need. Everybody still has a house. Yeah. Everybody still has a car. Everybody still has pretty much everything. Really nothing's changed except they're driving yeah. in a desert as opposed to main roads, which even then they still end up but, driving on but main they're roads. In, yeah, they're in, they're in Australia. Like that's what Australia is. It's some deserts and... Man, there were not enough dingoes and other wildlife trying to kill everybody for it to be real Australia. Yeah. I didn't I did not see enough spiders the size of pothole covers. For real. I to... I was so thrown off by this movie, honestly, because I wasn't sure what to expect. So I googled it, read the plot and was like, how did they draw this conclusion of the plot? Cuz it was like in a in a not so distant future dystopia like where you know oil has become non-existent practically or it's like super scarce you know mad max or whatever is you know getting vengeance on these people for killing his family and i was like okay cool so i know what this movie's about and I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, well, they've not really talked about no oil. Everybody's driving cars anyway. Um, an hour and 15 minutes into it, into the movie, his wife is, like, going for a swim. So I'm like, all right, well, we got 15 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, man, like. I had no clue what was going on. It seemed like there were two or three plots all happening simultaneously, and I I did not appreciate that because yeah. I was so lost. It didn't really even feel like it. I suppose it did feel like it, but you, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have noticed that Max was the main character of the movie because he doesn't talk. Yeah. Really. Probably because it's... Mel Gibson, and they were like, we need you to really put maximum effort in your Australian accent for the the three lines at a time that we give you, and then rest, recover, and wait for your next ones. That's one of the uh, things that is actually interesting about the movie, because I read it on the trivia. Apparently, they hadn't, they were like just doing no-name actors because they this movie had a budget of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah and so they were trying to keep you know actors low and so mel brought in his sister to audition for the movie and he had just gotten in a bar fight the night before and he had he was like swollen and bruised all over his face black eyes all that stuff they're like, actually, you know, you can audition, but can he audition too? Because they thought he looked... There, I think the words they used were, like, we need freaks. That's what everybody likes to hear. So, they got one in Mel Gibson, but... that It's crazy that, like, he got his... Like, this dude has won Best Director... Uh, at the Oscars twice. And it all started with a bar fight. 
Yeah, started with a bar fight and driving his sister to a random audition for a, literally a $350,000 self-funded movie. Yeah, so if there's a message of hope to any of our listeners, it's that your time to shine could come literally at any moment. You need Though probably having something to do with auditions. Sort of. At least showing up for them. Even if you're not showing up for your own audition. Yeah. Just show up for someone else's and just hope for the best. I've contemplated that sometimes. It's just like going to... It's like going shopping at like Walmart and some movie exec walks up to you is like, you son, you've got the look. Dude, that's what I'm... The look we're looking for. That's my backup plan. My backup plan is to just hit Hollywood walk around and act like I'm Josh Hutcherson until somebody asks me to be in a movie. And then they'll realize that I'm not Josh Hutcherson and they might be grateful because Loki, he's kind of fallen off since doing uh, Hunger, Games. Hunger Games. So basically they could get like a Josh Hutcherson lookalike for like not a Josh Hutcherson budget. So. And, and he's, mean, I think he's, Mid thirties? No, no, dude. What? I just looked it up. He's only twenty eight. Really? So I'm like, yeah. I'm basically him when he was in his prime. But I look, I I don't look like him as much as I used to. I feel like I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I'm, I, I'm looking up what he was. He's been in. He was in some movie where he oh, had yeah. a mop. That's all I remember. A mop? Yeah. He was like a superhero who was like armed with a mop. I think it was either a movie or a TV show or something like that. I think it was on Hulu. I think it was a Ultraman? Hulu. I think so. I think it was a Hulu original. It's a Japanese... No, it's a Japanese manga. Okay, well... Ultra, Ultraman is a manga. But is there a show for it? Uh, Future Man. Maybe that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. The series follows an underachieving janitor that's who's it. called upon to save the world. Yep. So. Yeah, all I have to do, I just need to... I need to walk around Hollywood. Maybe I'll even... With a mop. I'll do what, uh, I'll do what some guy in New York did. Where he paid some people to walk around taking pictures of him. He was an absolute nobody. He was a student at like New York University. And people were like coming up to him and wanting to take pictures with him because they all thought he was famous and he was he wasn't. And everybody was like, Yeah, he's in this new movie. And they're like, Really? And they're like, Yeah, he did so great. They were saying some people were saying he was in Spider Man. Some <laughs> I think like the amazing I think the amazing Spider-Man had just come out and they were saying that he was in that. One person said that he had heard his song on the radio, which he wasn't a recording artist. So I just need to do that, but do that in Hollywood and that'll be my my moment of fame, my time to shine. Yeah, dude, if you pre- pretend to be famous for long enough, soon and en- soon enough you'll just be famous. It's like laughing like, if you fake laugh long enough, you might just, like, actually laugh. Or, like, being or a like Kardashian. Yawning. Or you fake being famous. Yeah. 
until eventually it's just true. Until eventually you just are. That's the problem, though, is they started off rich, and their their wealth led them to fame. Not exactly the... Uh, mm. So kind of like Duck exactly Dynasty. It happened. Yeah. But basically, I, what I'm saying is this is my... This is my way of making it into the new Mad Max, or whatever the next Mad Max might be. I'm just going to walk around and hope for the best. Dude, do you know they're making another Mad Max movie? Oh, no. This they, five. They're making... Do you remember Furiosa, the lady that... No. What's her name? The the chick. Char- Charlize Theron played. Oh, okay, yeah. Sort They're of. making like an origin story of her. They're not that good. I'm not excited either. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're just not. Okay. I actually like Fury Road, but... I was not crazy about it. Well, speaking of that, did you realize that the guy... Do you remember Immortan Joe, that old guy in Fury Road? The cannibal? Who? He's the one chasing after... He's the weird one, mm-hmm. right? Maybe. He's he's the he, he's like the he's the one runner. chasing after. He's the one who kind controls. Of, yeah. he, he like controls the uh, the water supply or whatever, right? Yeah, okay. he's he's the one who owns the girls that he goes and chases after. Right. Okay, that's Loki. What I meant by the, the that's that's the same guy who played Toe Cutter. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. He did not age well. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming a lot of that is like pros- like just prosthetics and stuff like that, but yeah. The- I don't know. Some of that is not. <laughs> Some of that's <laughs> Some all of that natural. Was not, and it's poor guy. <laughs> to be fair, Mel Gibson didn't age super well either. You know he's only 65? Yeah. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger's how... age. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's like pushing So he would have been... Dude, he would have been in his low 20s then. 23 when... or 24. I already did the math. And I was looking at him and I said, yeah. wow, he's my age. And and there you go. That's when I had my epiphany that I just are... need to show up at somebody's audition and just hope yeah. that they want me. Because if it can happen like, for him at 23 or 24, it can happen for me. Yeah. You got to get in a bar fight, though. I do. And then I have so. to make sure that I go to the right audition. The right bar. Right, because if, if I get into a the bar right. fight, get beat up, maybe have a you know glass bottle shattered on my head, I'm bleeding, I show up with stitches, and it's a rom-com, probably not going to go well. Yeah. So you could you could go for the Furiosa sequel. That's what I'm talking about. I kind of don't want to, but I've got to start somewhere. And being in a movie with Charlize Theron, it, people have started off with less. So, yeah, like Mel, like Mel Gibson, like Mel Gibson, who started out with pretty <laughs> much nothing. Yeah. 
All right, I think we can call that a day. If I had to give Mad Max a pot rating, I'd probably give it like three pots. I'm never going to watch it again. I have no intention of, of doing so. I'd say three or four. I'm going to go with four to yeah. be generous. You're nicer than I am. Yeah, but for the most part... That won't treat you well in the bar fight. No, it won't. you got to be ruthless for a bar fight. But it depends. I don't have to win the bar fight. I just have to look like I got in one. So theoretically, maybe the more I lose, the more likely I am to get the uh, the part. Dude, I could just beat you up and you don't have to go to a bar at all. But I don't know if you would do it like effectively. You think I can't give you a black eye? But I might need more than that, you know? I, gotta I mean, dude, tough. I could wail on you. I gotta look tough. I could right? wail like, on you. Jason Momoa, he only started getting roles because he's got that bad boy look due to a scar that he's got on his eyebrow. I need one of those bad boys. That's not why he gets parts. Well, that and because he's super jacked and he's pretty talented, but like... Yeah, dude, he's a, he's a beefcake. But apart from that, he's always gotten bad boy roles due to a scar on his eyebrow. And I know this because I read some kind of interview that he did. You know Rachel has that same scar? Rachel should be the next Aquaman. Anyway, <laughs> I think we can wrap this one up. Thank you guys for listening. We rambled a lot. We, did. we talked about a lot of things. It kind of, it kind of turns into that because I we don't really have a set program for what we do and we haven't recorded in two weeks since so we barely talked so we just yeah sitting around shooting the breeze more than anything but but you guys get a little uh, sneak peek into what's going on in our lives so yeah which is something I've wanted to do for a while but we just there's not there was never really that much stuff going on in our lives <laughs> yeah <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> I wish you hadn't admitted that because now, now I feel bad about myself, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but now there's like a bunch of stuff going on in our lives. You know, me having a child that I have to keep ca- take care of. Richard needing a piece for his dryer vent. Yeah. So big stuff. Big, and, big uh, things. Uh, next week... We're, or at least whenever we get next, get to it. I, I won't say next week. I'm, we're going to shoot for next week. Richard, I'm going to talk to the you about that. The next episode. But, yeah. Richard, what are, we, what are we doing? Do you remember? Um, still Mel Gibson, right? Yeah, still Mel Gibson. Did he star or did he direct this one? Uh, starred. Oh, starred? Is it The Patriot? No. Dang. Um, I can't remember. I can't believe you don't remember this one. It's the it's the weird one, one that's a bit different. Get the gringo. <laughs> no. Dang it, dude. We we've. How do you now? Rem- it's Chicken Run. Oh yeah, that's right. I just I don't think of starring Mel Gibson as being his voice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's also movie. the episode. I love that movie. Yeah, it's, it is a great movie. But we'll talk about it uh, next that is, time. That is the episode we're gonna hope to have the guys from the Dork Wars on Dork Wars the podcast. 
Uh, remember, go check out their podcast. They're going to have an episode with uh, us coming out soon. And by us, I mean me and Austin. I was MIA. And Yeah, you were MIA. And now, now you're back. And Austin might be out for this one. So be tune, tune in next week for that. Uh, they're good guys, and hopefully they'll have some good perspectives and have some fun with Chicken Run, because it, it is just a fun movie. It's a delight. It is, because it's by the same people who do uh, Wallace and Gromit, which I always love them. Yeah. Those were some, yeah, of my favorite, great. some of my favorite things to watch. All right. Remember, go follow us on social media. Leave a rating review. And until uh, next week, guys, peace out. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Movie Milton Pot Podcast. If you liked this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. If you didn't like this podcast, leave a five-star rating anyway. Tune in next week for more.